0: This is Minimalism Today. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn and I have Kate on the line from Germany. Kate, what are you struggling with today?
1: So I've been trying to look for my tribe essentially, and I need to figure out how to start a few new relationships because I've been completely neglecting my relationship value. It's mostly due to some health issues and moving around a lot and some trouble with my marriage. But right now I'm at a complete deficit on all of my core values and I'd even say my secondary values as well. And I really need to figure out how to get some good relationships, some quality relationships into my life.
0: Tell me about your marriage.
1: I've been married since 2014, so quite a long time, and we're trying to figure things out, but it's it's been rocky.
0: Mm, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, let me, you know, I'm thinking of uh, there's a a Jesuit priest named Anthony DeMello. He wrote a book on awareness, and in there he talks about it was a staggering line when I first read it. He said, "You don't want to be happy." And that that really stood out to me because I was like, of course I want to be happy. What are you talking? <laughs> and he's like, well, no, no, no. You want to be conditionally happy. And I found myself arguing with him, even though he's not alive anymore. That's the beauty of books, right? I can have an True. argument with a person who hasn't been around for a while. And he said, you don't want to be happy. You want to be conditionally happy. He said, here, I'll prove it to you. Do this experiment. Think about someone that you care about, someone that you love, but to whom your relationship uh, may be making you miserable. And he said, try this experiment. Say out loud, I'd rather be happy than have you. Hmm. And there, there was something about that question that made me realize that a lot of the relationships in my life, I was... I was unhappy, not because of them. I'm unhappy because of me, right? People don't make me happy. They also don't make me unhappy. I Uh make me unhappy. And I'm really good at making myself unhappy, right? Inventing (laughs) narratives in my head, creating discontent. And then I reach for external stimuli, external happiness, whether it is through stuff, and obviously talk about that a lot with minimalism, but I think it extends way beyond the stuff. I I think for me, it also extended quite a bit to relationships, seeking happiness externally through relationships. And I found that that brought me a lot of grief as I was trying to reach for happiness. And, And that grief is a sign that well my my happiness is dependent upon a thing or a person and i was clinging in many instances and clinging is not loving clinging is suffering i know from my first marriage there was a lot of clinging there i i loved her she loved me but in many ways we were making each other miserable and I'm certainly not prescribing anything for you. I'm simply telling you about the experience that I went through and that clinging, we both cl- we were both clinging to something that was making us miserable. And that was the opposite of, of loving each other. I was asking this question, how can I make this last? What can I do to make this last? But that's not happiness. That's addiction, right? True. And And so... I think happiness isn't dependent on other people or things or excitement or thrills. We often think of happiness as excitement, but that's actually what causes discontent that causes depression, that, that clinging to happiness, that, that attachment to other people or things. And you know what's fascinating what, what our culture calls love quite often you know, I wrote a whole book about this. It's it's coming out soon called Love People Use Things. But what our culture calls love isn't really love. You know, we, we hear it all the time. Yeah, you that know, we get really bad advice from pop songs and we get bad <laughs> advice from you know poems and um it, because that's not real love. In fact, it's the opposite of love. It's desire and control and possessiveness. I need to possess you as my lover or as my friend or acquaintance or or whatever it may be. And so it sounds to me like you really want badly to find a, a community or a tribe. And there's nothing wrong with having a, a community or a tribe, when we want something too badly, we're in big trouble because that's where the, the clinging comes in. And I think true happiness is uncaused. It, it can't be acquired, right? Happiness is our natural state. It's, it's who we are. And then all of the things that make us miserable, they get in the way, uh, they, they get in the way of the happiness in, in a way. And so, one thing I had to realize early on, and it's with all of my relationships now, whether it's my business partner, my wife, my daughter, my friends, my family, is you are not my happiness. you're also not my unhappiness. All of that resides in me. my positive feelings, my negative feelings, especially, are in me. they're not in reality and the only reason I'm upset is that I'm focusing on what I don't have but the world is right when you feel at peace it's not the other way around you don't feel at peace as soon as the whole world is right I make everything right you know and, and live in this sort of stepford world uh, I the world, is right as soon as I'm at peace. And so I found that for me, the relationships or the things or the uh, activities, the rituals, the habits that I bring into my life, they better bring tranquility to my life. They better increase my well-being in some way. And the only way they do that is by not getting in the way. And, And when I recognize that, when I recognize that, oh, these things, I'm complete without these. I'm already going to be happy. But if I'm reaching out for something that, to make me happy, that is only going to provide misery. In fact, in America, we have this, uh, this written into our Constitution. The pursuit of happiness is a human right. Wow the pursuit of happiness is actually the problem. The pursuit is the problem. We're already happy. As I said, it is our natural state, but the pursuing, the attachment to the desire for happiness is always going to cause us suffering. Now there's nothing wrong with suffering. There's no good or bad. There's no should or shouldn't here, but that suffering can in fact, it sounds to me like you're going through some suffering now, but that suffering can produce some lessons and, and produce some real growth in your life. It can cause you to wake up and realize that, yes, relationships can be nice. You're an extrovert, you say, right? Yes. Okay. So relationships are, are especially important for extroverts, right? Uh, me, I'm an extreme introvert, extreme introvert. But relationships are still important to my life. But they're not my happiness is not dependent upon them
1: you said this thing and i think it was your home tour the first one i'm complete in an empty room and that's something i'm definitely working towards to be at the state where i can say that and actually mean it
0: Hmm. yeah well it's sometimes i don't always feel it myself right i i have certain desires. They're often what we call mimetic desires, desires that are thrust upon us by the rest of society. And so I think I have to have the the right clothing, the right furniture, the right relationships, the right things, the right artwork on my walls. I need to have the right things, the right achievements in order to be complete. But whenever I'm pursuing those things, In a weird, almost perverse way, I'm making myself incomplete. I'm saying that my completeness is dictated by the scenario around me. That I want to fix my life. But of course, life isn't fixed. It's always changing.
1: So, do you have any advice for finding relationships, especially during the current pandemic? Mm. I know I need to work on myself first, but... At the same time, obviously, I do need some relationships in my
0: life. Yeah, I think that's important. I think too often our relationships are birthed out of proximity or convenience, meaning, oh, we happen to work in the same office building, or we live in the same neighborhood. You know, when you were a kid, I'm sure all of your friends lived nearby, and that that made sense. As, Didn't really as a have kid. friends. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. But. Um, you know, what I've what I've learned is that that's actually a bad way to make friends anyway, because you talked about values a moment ago. What's really important is to get really clear on what your values are, not so that you can change them. I don't think our values change considerably unless we really understand that we were valuing the wrong things. Those are imaginary values, right? But if you're clear on, on what your values are, you can know what you're looking for in other people, but also know that you're not looking for them to fill any sort of hole or void. They they should only be amplifying your experience of life. Yes. A sunset is beautiful and I enjoy watching a sunset. I enjoy watching it much more with my wife. And so Mm -hmm. It, it, it's not that, well, this would be dumb if she wasn't here. Or I, need, I need her here in order to feel like this is a meaningful or joyous experience. Well, no, I can be perfectly content watching that sunset by myself. Having her there simply amplifies that experience. And so um, I found, for me, the, the best relationships in my life I've never had to seek them out. Now don't get me wrong, I've sought relationships most of my life. I've I've clinged to the desire to having the right relationships. and those almost never work out for me because that clinging, it, it, it's not a position of openness. It's not a position of, of freedom. It's the opposite of that. In fact, for many, 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 many years after my first marriage, my failed marriage, I, I found that I was looking for love, and, and seeking out the 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 right person at the right time, and it's only when I stopped looking for the right person that I found someone with whom I could share this portion, this chapter of my life with. And that doesn't mean that it won't change over time. You know, my best friends from when I was a kid, uh, I, most of them, I don't ever talk to at all right now. It doesn't mean there was something wrong about those relationships. It means we graduate from certain chapters of our life and we move on to new ones. And so as you're seeking, maybe the problem is the seeking. The openness relationships the understanding is what what i'm going to be searching for right now if i'm you is is uh, just understanding as opposed to i need this the the constant the attachment to a particular outcome
1: so i'm just going to stop looking so actively and try and let them come to me
0: Sort of. It's not a, so it's not about the action. It's about the being, right? I don't want you to be closed off to relationships. I think quite often that's what happens is we say, well, I'm either going to seek or I'm going to close off. No, 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 no. There's a third path here, and that is an openness without an attachment to a particular outcome. The outcome of, oh, I, I need to have, you know, three new friends by the end of the month. And I'm going to make a spreadsheet with goals and here are the exact values that these people need to have. Well, no, don't impose those those your values onto other people. That's not loving either. Right. Uh, but I think what we're trying to do quite often is we're trying to change happens at the root of the tree, not at the branch of the tree and quite often we're over here meddling with the leaves on the branch and wondering why the whole thing doesn't change That's well the nice root is, well the root is you right and and, and so as you change the branch, branches your relationships obviously change as well and it's selfish to demand that someone else live their life as you see fit and it's also selfish of them to ask you to live in accordance with their values. So when you get clear on your values, it's not about imposing those values on someone else. It's about understanding yourself to make room for people with similar values to you.
1: That makes sense.
0: I know right now it it feels like- Makes a lot of
1: sense. It's just, uh, yeah, you have to figure out how to put the theory into praxis.
0: Yes. Now. Kate, I, I will tell you that everything might feel like a mess right now, especially with the 2020 being the mess that it has been. But I think the the real power is that realizing, even in a mess, or maybe even especially in a mess, all is well. And right now, you're in a period where you're you're sort of you're you're feeling. You're, to use a metaphor, you're feeling sick of your sickness, right? Uh, 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 you're feeling discontented by your situation. But it is from that discontent that you get out of the situation. It is only when you are no longer willing to deal with the that status quo that the change does happen. And so while I don't have a specific prescription for you, here are the seven ways to you know, influence people and improve your relationships. Because I don't think prescriptions work very well. I think what works is understanding yourself. The prescriptions often become the problem. Instead of focusing on the, the seven tips or the four best practices or the three D's and the five C's or, or whatever it might be. We, we read these articles or these listicles online or magazine and the tips become the pursuit as opposed to and they get in the way of what you're actually pursuing right and so the question I often ask myself is do you want to live a better life or would you rather have all the things you were hypnotized into believing are precious and I was hypnotized into believing that the relationships would make me whole or the things would make me whole but waking up from that You realize like oh that's not reality i'm already whole let me find the relationships that actually that actually serve me and the person i am the person i want to be
1: only you can make yourself whole so that's i guess the the essence of this all is that you have to figure out who you are and how to be complete without the pursuit of it all
0: that's beautifully said sounds to me like you're getting it kate
1: In theory, at least, (laughs) I'll work on the practice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, in fact, I think often practice is the problem. It's less about doing and it's more about being. And so you don't practice being yourself. You already are yourself, right? And so, in fact, quite often we have to practice not doing. It's Mm -hmm. the not doing in which we wake up.
1: Well, that's definitely beautiful, said more beautiful than anything I said.
0: (laughs) Kate, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much.
1: No problem at all.